Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Good morning, baby dolls, or afternoon, or evening, or when actually you're ever listening to this. It's been a while since you guys have heard me here on The Haunted State. We had a rerun there last week. Now, uh, guess what? Bang! One more rerun. I'm just not back at it. I'm not back at it. It was a crazy Christmas season. I took on a project of completely redoing the loft in my house. And in my brain, because I have severe ADHD, I thought, yo, I can get this done in a day, right? We're on day three and I'm at a mental breakdown point. I got a paint color and I hate it. So now I'm literally leaving. It's the crack of morning and I am going right now to go find more paint. So I need you to pray for me. I'm going to choose you a juicy episode, one from a while ago. So, hey, It'll be like listening to a new episode. But next week, we have a banger of an episode coming out. Adam, like, made all up and ready, and I'm honestly super pumped about it. But I just want to say I love you guys so much. I hope that your holiday season and your new year is going great, because don't forget, new year, new us, right? Right? I have so much huge stuff planned for this season, and I honestly just can't wait to tell you all about it. But yeah, I love you. Do you hear that noise? That's my dog ripping things up. That's his life. His life is destruction. Yeah. And that seems to be what I do to my life, too. Okay. Well, I love you. Talk soon. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Haunted Estate with your host, yes, yours truly, me, Selena Myers. Make sure to visit thehauntedestate.com and call our toll-free phone number. There, we want to hear your ghost story, anything spooky, really. Call us at one 260 3428 And don't forget to pick up my book, which is now out, The Home Reader, A Paranormal Journey by Selena Myers. You can find that by visiting thehauntedestate.com, Amazon, or the Create Space store. Don't forget, you're what makes this show popular. Make sure to share us with your friends and for the most important, rate us on iTunes. So let's get into tonight's episode. Hello, my beautiful spookers. How are you guys? It's been 16 days. Selena, where did you go? I feel like all I do is explain, but you guys are my favorite, so you all definitely deserve an explanation. So I thought I was going back to work. Turns out that, no, you're too sick to come back, uh, which makes me sad. So you know what? On top of that, start getting really bad pains. I'm like, what is this? Is this anxiety? No, it wasn't. It's my gallbladder. So I have spent the last week in and out of the hospital, and now I'm having surgery. So I thought (laughs) it would be really important to get this episode up 
very important, especially because this is my month, guys. It's your month. It's my month. I also want to say a huge hello to all the new listeners. Uh, being Halloween, people do search out a lot more paranormal things, and we have gained thousands of more followers. So if you are a new follower, how do you do, Spooky Poo? I'm Selena. I'm the host. I'm a weirdo. I hope you are, too. Welcome to our little safe den of oddness, spookiness, paranormalness, and everything in between. Um, if you have a story, call us toll-free, 1-877-260-3428. Tell me your ghost story. Tell me something weird. Tell me about your day. Tell me a project that you did. History. I don't care. I just want to hear from you guys because I love you guys so much. I really want to make more. I'm hoping after this surgery, my health as a whole will improve. Also, if you're new, feel free to add me on Snapchat. I talk to a lot of followers there. I am always available and I always write back 99% of the time, unless you're super annoying and send me 20 things a day. Yes, I have a couple of people like that. You can find me at Selena's Life, so C-E-L-I-N-A-S, and that's on Snapchat. Uh, at Facebook, you can join the Facebook page. That's the one I let you know that things are out. Yes, the website is not up, which is thehauntedstate.com or theparanormalpodcast.com. Neither are running because they cost money and I'm too sick to work. Bam! So many words. Such little time. Have you bought my book? That's on the CreateSpace store. You can find it on the Facebook page. One last thing I think that I should address. I've really been... <laughs> debating on addressing this, but it is a very spooky thing to talk about. I've had three individual people contact me. Uh, they told me about this thing called the dark web. It's kind of like the black market of the internet. I guess that normal people, civilians, cannot get on there, and there's a thread about my podcast with some people saying some pretty gross, scary stuff. So I was notified by my neighbor the other day that somebody was out of their car across the street taking pictures and videos of my house. So, um, not cool. Hoping that's just coincidence or somebody who plans on robbing and not one of these guys from this, uh, dark web because, you know, they're hackers and they could easily find out where I live. So please don't murder me. Um, not sure. <laughs> I know. I'm glad my husband doesn't listen to this because he'd be like, why did why'd you bring that up? And it's because, you know, why not? You guys are my friends. Why not tell my friends? My closest. <laughs> Anyways, let's move forward. We have lots of fun stuff for you tonight. We have some calls. We have some stories. We have some history. We have everything in between. Um, something really cool that I want to mention. Been to the hospital a lot last week and randomly stuff in whatever room that I'm in is just falling down. More to be a coincidence. The first two times was a coincidence, but when it started being things that were kind of more like flying off the walls, I'm like, oh shit, because one in every thousand people die from gallbladder surgery. I know it's like the most normal surgery. It's total normal and they do it. I'm not going to say the word. It starts with an L, but it's really big and I can't pronounce it right. So instead of sounding stupid, I will save you. And I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to move into fun things because I love you guys and I love things spooky. So moving on, let's take a call. Hi, Selena. I'm I'm not in the demographic of the people that you normally listen have because I'm quite a bit older than that, but I have, my family has lots of stories, and this one, these two are, I think, inter I hope interest you. Um, my grandmother had a Ouija board, and she had it, they were playing with it, she and her husband, and they had just bought a house, and she said, I, she had three little kids, and she gave each of their names, is that person going to move to the house? And the Ouija board said yes. And then she said, 
uh, her husband's name and said, will he move into the house? And it said no. And it said, uh, persistently said no, several, many times. But will I move into the house? Yes. Uh, he died two weeks before they moved in. And he was only 45. So we thought that was rather... Um, we, we, we do not use Ouija boards. They do not belong in my house. <laughs> um, the other one was that I had... My aunt had a stroke, oh, a month before Christmas. She always had midnight uh, breakfast after midnight mass. And she um, died two weeks before Christmas. But my cousin had said, well, Mom, I'll have, I'll have uh, after midnight mass, you know, the, the eggs and food and all that good stuff. So we went there, and everything was going well, and all of a sudden I was out of the room, and everybody got really quiet, and I said, what, what's up? And somebody said, her picture just flew off the wall and landed in the middle of the table. It brought all of us up a little short, and there are, there are just a lot of stories like that that have happened to us. I thought you might enjoy this or not. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for calling in and telling your story. I love Ouija stories, and I love the fact that they don't come in your house because if you listen to this show, you know that that's a big no-no. I actually have people reach out to me that are like, I have this Ouija board. It's freaking me out. Can you take it? And it's like, of course. But it, it is crazy. You know, people think, you know, it's a, piece of, it's a piece of cardboard and a piece of plastic. What can it really do? It's not about the Ouija board itself. Anything can be used if you're asking to open up some kind of portal like that and you don't have good control of the situation if you don't know what you're doing you never know what you're gonna bring in it's it's a scary situation and it happens all over the world every day and unfortunately at a lot of kids sleepovers i can't tell you me how many stories that i've gone into where it's like so my daughter um this happened she got a ouija board and they all played with it and now their eyes are bleeding i'm kidding that's just you know a very dramatic movie type type situation there um i love it i love that story if you have a story please don't hesitate to call in we absolutely love it one 3428 uh it's always ready it's just an answering machine you don't have to talk to anybody and that's the best part in the news recently heard something pretty cool listen to this Terror on Fox has been striking fear into the hearts of Northeast Wisconsinites for 20 years, but a recent remodel of the main haunt led to the discovery of something truly unsettling. Miranda Schutt told reporters the Halloween favorite recently discovered two real human skeletons, skeletons, <laughs> skeletons in the room called the catacombs. According to your city report, one of the room's designers was gathering all the haunt skulls and skeletons for the remodel when she came across two caskets. The two 19th century coffins in question were donated years ago, Schutt said. When we pulled the caskets out of storage is when we discovered there were skeletons in there. The skeletal remains have not been identified at the time. Can you believe that? Like, who donated that? Were they like, oh, they're going to like me. Let's get some coffins and dig them up and put them in there. Or 
Somebody was just trying to depose, dispose of coffins when they were doing some building. Oh, God, I would die. I would just die to know the background of that. I find that kind of stuff so interesting because it takes a certain kind of person to do something insane like that. If you don't live under a rock, you're pretty aware of the clown copolis, au- clown apocalypse. Clown copolis? Apocalypse? You know what? I'll find a word for that. Not today, because obviously I need to sound like an idiot and talk to myself to figure that one out. Anyways, all of America, lots of clown sightings. Guess what? In Canada, guess what affected me? Uh, not me personally, but me a little bit. I'll share that one for later. It has happened in my town. Students have been afraid and there's been clown sightings in my little town of Woodstock. Interesting, isn't it? I thought I would bring that up. I just can't believe how much this is happening. And now they're saying that there's going to be some clown purge night on Devil's Night. And I'm really curious about that because I'll be ready. (laughs) Um, And on top of that, please just know, just, just know, I recently have had a lot of people from Canada let me know that they're listening to me and they want a little bit more Canadian related stuff. So right now I'm going to talk about some places that you can dine at in Ontario that are mighty haunted. I love reading about other places. Don't read too much about my back backyard background around me. I'm in Southwestern, so I'm pretty central Canada. So I can just spin around a point and find somewhere to go. What a weird thing to say. Guys, I'm weird today. I think it's the pain pills. Anyways, Augusta's Winking Judge. Augusta's Winking Judge is more than just a pub and an eatery with a selection of brews. It's also a hot spot for paranormal activity. A famous ghost of the restaurant, known by the locals as the Judge, is often seen in the upper floor's men's washroom, dressed in a dark suit and top hat past guests have also reported brushing sensations against their legs as they dined and speaking to strangers that weren't actually there. Coach and Lantern in Ancaster. The Coach and Lantern is a British pub that was built in the 1700s. The place is said to be home to the ghost of an old plaid-wearing caretaker who died in a fire in the 1980s. Past guests have reported multiple sightings of the man, as well as hearing random whispers in their ears as they eat dinner. Niagara-on-the-Lake, Cork's Wine Bar and Eatery. It is supposedly the former site of the Buttery Restaurant, which was where the woman was accidentally murdered by her mentally ill brother. Many people claim to have seen her ghost in the basement, where she was buried. Today, the ghost is said to haunt corks and is believed that she is the only one and she could be calmed by an exorcism. In Ottawa, the Courtyard Restaurant. The Courtyard, a high-end restaurant, is allegedly haunted by a woman in a long black gown. It is said that the woman who lived in Victorian times was killed in an unexpected fire. Flickering lights and moving bar equipment have been reported by past staff especially during instances when they purposely try to provoke her. Burlington, Emma's Back Porch. Emma's Back Porch, a restaurant that is said to be watched over by the original owner's daughter, who passed away unexpectedly. Today, people have reported seeing the ghosts of both the mother and the daughter in the second floor of the restaurant. They have been captured on film and seen in the restaurant's mirrors on occasion. Port Perry, the Jester's Court. It was built in 1959 and has a rich history of paranormal activity. 
Some notable ghosts are known to haunt it today. That includes a lady in a blue dress, an old woman, a few unnamed children. There have been reports of guests talking to these ghosts at table 13 of the restaurant, as well as randomly levitating objects that are believed to be the woman's doing. Toronto, the Keg Mansion. The Keg Mansion was once the home to the famous Massey family. It was the site of a gruesome suicide involving a maid who hung herself in the mansion's foyer. Nowadays, apparitions of her lifeless body are said to roam the restaurant, with frequent sightings of them on the second floor Winwin's washroom. Peterborough, Lock 21. It's an upcoming restaurant with plans to allow people up to 20 people dine 20 meters underwater in the famous Peterborough Lift Lock. The lift lock itself is known to be haunted by the ghost of an unidentified woman who was burned at the stake in the 1840s, as well as by the spirits of those who have committed suicide at the lock in the past. Past guests have reported screams, flickering lights, odd odors, footsteps, and images of faces in the rocks. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Niagara-on-the-Lake, the Old Angel Inn. The Old Angel Inn is one of the oldest operating inns in the province. It was established in 1789 and rebuilt after the War of 1812. The restaurant is said to be home to the ghost of Captain Colin Swayze, who roams the inn at night sometimes rearranges the place in the dining's room. I screwed up words there, but that's all right. Close enough. Hamilton, the peasant plucker. (laughs) The peasant plucker is haunted by a few active ghosts, including that of an elderly man and a woman with fiery hair. The elderly man is known to terrorize the restaurant's guests, particularly women. One female psychic was even held by an invisible force of an arm, and pulled back across the room on the second floor. Bracebridge, Inn at the Falls. Inn at the Falls is an 1870s building, which is said to be haunted by three ghosts, Charlie, Sarah, and Bob. They are often seen floating around the inn's halls, causing odd paranormal events, including randomly moving objects and eerie identified sounds. So, here's my curious question. Have any of you been here? I was hoping to see Haunted Cherry Hill. I didn't go there when it was a restaurant, but I did investigate that once it was closed between owners, I think. 
If you have ever been to a haunted restaurant, I'd love to hear your story and your experience. You can tell that to me by calling one 877 or you can email it to me, Selena, C-E-L-I-N-A, at thehauntedestate.com. Personally, we have a you know, presumed haunted place in Ingersoll called, what is it called? Why is my brain not working? I, I can do this. I can do this. Uh, maybe I can't. I'm going to Google it while I'm talking. Anyways, they have a really nice brunch. Delicious. It's expensive, but like not too expensive. Ingersoll Hotels. So let's put it this way. I've seen the ghosts there twice. The Elmhurst. It's called the Elmhurst. Doesn't even sound spooky. Anyways, uh, two times I went to the washroom in the basement and saw a woman outside my stall pacing and then came out and she was there and I started washing my hands and I looked to the side and she was gone and there were no doors. So that was mighty interesting. I haven't seen her the last few years that I've been there, but that was something that was definitely worth mentioning. Sticking with our haunted Ontario, let's talk about some houses that you can visit in Ontario. So scattered throughout Ontario's rich history are a number of dark and bone chilling moments that have become an integral part of the province's heritage. There are several historical sites still standing today that have preserved the haunted and eerie legends of Ontario's past. Note, several of these have been turned into museums and are available for public tours. Please contact each establishment before visiting. All right, Toronto, the Colborne Lodge. The Colborne Lodge is a house within High Park. It was once owned by a couple named John and Jemima Howard. According to historical records, she had died from breast cancer in 1877 in her bedroom on the second floor. In 1969, a police officer patrolling the area claimed to have seen the ghost of Jemima standing in standing by the window in the room. Other visitors also noted feeling prickly sensations on the back of their necks and experiencing creepy visions during their tour. Muskoka Germania Schoolhouse. Germania was once a small village in Bracebridge that was originally settled by Germans because of the promising soil and farming potential in the area. Over time, it grew to about 200 residents and gained a school, post office, general store, and blacksmith shop. It is now abandoned, and some explorers claim to have had haunted experiences during their visits. This may be due to the fact that the town was the site of a highly publicized emphasis and several family tragedies. Toronto, the Grange. The Grange is a 200-year-old mansion that is connected to the Art Gallery of Ontario. It is known to be home to quite a few spirits that haunt the halls today. Some past visitors claim to have seen a man in a yellow velvet coat who walks through walls as well as a lady in black that roams the bedrooms on the second floor. Many believe that such spirits are those of past writers who used to live in the building, including Goldwyn Smith or Algerton Blackwood. Toronto Keg Mansion The Keg Mansion on Jarvis Street, Toronto, is actually once the home to the infamous Massey family. The mansion was the site of a well-known incident involving a housemaid's suicide. Stories say that the maid hung herself from an oval vestibule in the main foyer, and several guests of the keg have reported seeing visions of her hanging there. The creepy sound of children's voices are said to be heard coming from the upper floor washrooms, 
We heard that in the last article, didn't we? All right. The Mackenzie House, Toronto. This is one of this was the home of Toronto's first mayor, William Lyon Mackenzie. It has been coined the most haunted place in Toronto, and for good reason. Many visitors have spotted the mayor's lingering ghost in one of its bedrooms, as well as the ghost of an unknown woman who frequently roams the hallways. Other paranormal instances have been reported, including a rocking chair that rocks by itself in the basement, ghosts laughing in the stairwell, and the in-house printing press operating on its own. Perth Museum, Perth. The Perth Museum is a stone home from the 1840s that was built for Sir Roderick Matheson, a former Canadian senator and merchant. Many visitors claim to have seen the ghost of his wife and children roaming around the house, even during the operating hours of the museum. Matheson died in Perth in 1873 from a stroke, and it's said that his spirit made its way back to the home to haunt it forever. Proctor House in Brighton. The Proctor House is a Victorian-style mansion that was built for the Proctor family in 1867. Paranormal investigators report that there are several ghosts in that residence of the home, as well as in the surrounding grounds. Visitors have experienced pushing sensations, objects that move on their own, and cold pockets in various rooms of the house. Rossmore House, Whitby. The Rossmore House was once the home to George, Elizabeth, and Gertrude Rossmore. Not much is known about their history, but many passerbys of the home have reported seeing their ghostly figures standing in various rooms of the house. Spadina House, Toronto. The Spadina, the Spadina House has quite a few ghost stories associated with it. Staff and visitors have reported some supernatural experiences, including encounters with grayish ghosts in private areas within the property, and sightings of unknown figures that dart from room to room. What's particularly odd about these ghostly occurrences is that they continue to happen, despite the fact that there weren't any tragic ghost g deaths that occurred at the residence in the past. Trafalgar Castle, Whitby. The Trafalgar Castle is currently an all-girls boarding school, but it was once the home of a man known as Sheriff Reynolds. The haunted history of the castle is relatively unknown, but students who attend this school have noted weird occurrences, like strange sounds echoing in the hallways and doors that open and close on their own. Whitehern Mansion, Hamilton. Whitehern Mansion is the former home of the McQuiston family who came to Hamilton in 1882. Isaac, the firstborn, committed suicide in the house six years after committed suicide in the house six years after in his sleep after consuming alcohol. That doesn't make sense, but that's okay. Visitors have been reported being chased down the stairs by ghosts, hearing the piano within the house play on its own, and being startled by sudden banging noises. It's crazy, you know, how many haunting stories and things are out there that you never even know. Some people in, like, the smallest towns, they have no idea that around the block is some place that's presumed horribly, horribly haunted. All right, to take this episode out, let's talk about some fun little stories. I found a little four more people are sharing ghost stories that I'm allowed to talk about. So let's go this one. This one is called Amber. Oh, you hear the stories about how dangerous Ouija boards are. But hey, it's just a game. 
Mary waited until midnight to begin our little game, and the four of us, Sarah, Jesse, me, and Mary, started by asking all kinds of silly questions. It was a strange-looking board, covered with letters and symbols. There was a plastic pointer that was supposed to move across the board by the spirits. The instructions called it a planchette. Around 1.30 in the morning, the planchette suddenly froze in Mary's hand. It wouldn't move, no matter how much we pushed and pulled. Mary turned her frightened eyes toward me. I'm not doing it, she said, lifting her hands. I grabbed the planchette myself and tried to push it around the board, but it was fixed. Suddenly, a kind of electric shock buzzed through my fingers. I gasped and tried to pull my fingers from the planchette, but they were stuck. Mary and Jesse both tried to pull my fingers away, but nothing helped. The other girls stared with wide, round eyes as the planchette came alive under my fingers. It was still fixed to the surface and began to move. Help, the words spelt out underneath my hand. Help me, help me. The planchette kept moving back and forth between the H, E, L, P continuously until Sarah cried out, Who are you? Amber, the board spelled. My name is Amber. I am eight years old. What's wrong? Mary asked. Her face was white with all the freckles and it stood out like darkened age spots. Water, danger, help, scared. The words spelled out fast. Call 911, Mary cried suddenly. Quick, Amber is in danger. By this time, Sarah was grasping the phone. Then she hung up the phone. They wouldn't listen to me, she told us, almost in tears. At that instant, my hand was suddenly free from the planchette. She's gone, I gasped. See if you can contact her again, Mary said urgently. We need to know if she's okay. I picked up the planchette again. Amber, are you there? I asked softly, afraid of what might happen. After a long pause, it moved across the board and spelled out the words, too late. After another long pause, water, flood, drowned, mobile, Alabama. Then I knew Amber was gone. None of us got much sleep that night. In the morning, we rushed through breakfast and looked up the Alabama news on the internet. None of us were surprised to read that there had been a flash flood the night before. I read the names of those who died in the flood. One of them was an eight-year-old girl named Amber. I love that. That's absolutely terrifying. Just think of the intense energy and just picking up anybody, you know. I want to say thank you to everybody who tunes in. And another thing is don't forget to head over to fearfarm.ca if you are in southwestern Ontario. You're really going to miss out if you don't go to Fear Farm located in Air, Ontario. It is amazing. $27.99. You get five awesome haunts. Uh, I would be there tonight, but as we all know, I am currently dying from pain in my side, wrapped up in a banquet with a barf ball. I can't even move. I'm sounding chipper on here because that's all I have. I've been sitting for half an hour and I already am so violently dizzy and sick. I cannot wait to crawl into my floor bed and die. So if you guys want to make me happy and make me feel better, send me fun things so I can pound out more episodes. I love you guys and I will see you all pretty soon. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. 
If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.